good to be here this morning. Appreciate these folks that's come uh, to help us with the singing and to help us with the broadcast. Appreciate my wife being with me. Well, I'm glad to be here. I, I was telling these folks, uh, our singers, I said I'd come in and sit down and listen to them practice a little bit before it got time for service. And I said I'd already been blessed because I felt the Lord move in that practice. I appreciate you folks. It's good to feel the Lord move. Sometimes we get weary on our journey. Sometimes we get perplexed and wonder what's what's happening, what's going to happen next. And sometimes we wonder, well, are we doing any good? But the Lord said, don't be weary in well-doing. Because if we faint not, that means if we don't quit, we will reap in due season. So God's got it covered. And uh, I have a scripture I'd like to read from the book of Psalms. Uh, very familiar, it's in chapter 24 and verse 1. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the sea and established it upon the floods. And so God's still God and he's still in charge. And uh, when things seem to crowd in on us, if we can just uh, focus back on that, God's got it. And so uh, let us pray and then I'll turn over to these singers. <clears throat> Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us feel your spirit this morning. Thank you, God, for your tender mercies. Thank you for all those that are uh, listening, watching this morning. God, we pray, and for those that are praying, we pray that you just bless them, God. And Lord, for the ones that were planning on coming this morning that uh, didn't make it, uh, God, help them. You know the circumstances. Uh, bless them. Help them deal with the things that they're facing. God, we pray this morning that you just uh, reach out and touch people's hearts and, and bless and help us according to our need. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. You folks come on ahead and sing. Oh 
side when the valley was low and the river was wide i want to thank him i want to praise him one more time looking back on this journey since the day that i first met him so many times his love and mercy has rescued me so today i come before him and one more time i'll stand and praise him for all his blessings for he has been so good to me i want to thank him i want to praise him his grace has been sufficient and like before he's given victory one more time he was always standing by my side when the valley was low and the river was wide i want to thank him i want to praise him one more time he was always standing by my side when the valley was low and the river was wide i want to thank him i want to praise him one more
blood washes whiter than snow. Ain't it good to sing of His power to illuminate sin-darkened soul? I can tell the grand story forever, and it never be told like it should. For lack of a way to describe it, I just have to say, ain't it good? For a lack of a way to describe it, I just have to say, ain't it good? That's good singing. I just lifted my heart, blessed me, and helped me. I forget to put my mic on. I better get it here. I probably won't be moving around much, but it'd be better to have it on anyway. And uh, good to be here and good to be able to feel the Lord. I'm glad I'm saved. Glad to know something about God's grace. Glad to know how good it is. I want you to pray real earnestly this morning. I'd like to look in the scriptures to the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, in the first part of this chapter, uh, Jesus is talking about uh, judgment, or the middle part, talking about the judgment. And uh, come down to verse 25 and he sums some things up. Again, this is Matthew eleven twenty-five. 25. Uh, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. And boy, I, I appreciate that scripture more as I go on and on. If you're a babe in Christ, why, you've got some understanding of these things uh, that uh, somebody in a natural world as highly trained or highly educated or highly as intelligent as they might be, doesn't give them access to the spiritual things. Now, you can be uh, highly trained and highly uh, intelligent, and you can be saved, and you can have access to this. But it's, it's not the supreme intelligence of the natural man that accesses this. It's the Spirit of God. And so, now let me read that again, and I'll go on. Uh, at this time, Jesus answered, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hath revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. Now, listen carefully to this. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. Now, I want to use a subject this morning or a text. Jesus is in charge. It applies here. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And so I want you to pray real earnestly. <clears throat> Jesus is in charge. Uh, he said, The Father has delivered all things unto me. 
And so <clears throat> that reminds me of uh, what uh, in the book of John, starting out in chapter 1, the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and, and everything was made was made by him, and there wasn't anything made that was not made with him. And so uh, Jesus, the Christ, uh, he was in heaven. Christ was in heaven with God before the world was. He's there with him now, and he's alive, and he's still taking care of things. He's still in charge. Now, I had a scripture uh, back here talking about deliverance. <clears throat> I had a scripture uh, back here in the 18th Psalm that I'd like to read that goes with that. The psalmist said way back here in the Psalms, in Psalms 18 and 48, said, he delivered me. And boy, that makes it personal. That's like you was testifying about, Billy, and like you fellows were singing about. It says, here, listen, it says, he delivered me, he delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. And so uh, I'm glad I've been delivered. I'm glad I'm in charge. And, uh, I'm glad that Jesus is in charge of me. Uh, I don't have to face this life alone. Uh, sometimes when we're going down the road of life and figure out things, uh, sometimes uh, we get to a spot where we, uh, we're just kind of in a uh, predicament and we say, well, what am I going to do and how am I going to do this? Uh, I don't know how to do this. But I'm telling you what, uh, the Lord's in charge. Just follow the Lord. Uh, I'm telling you, we've got a God that's able to do something. And uh, Trey used a scripture the other night. Uh, he that is from above is above all. And he that is from heaven is above all. And that kind of ties in with the uh, subject that I'm talking about here. He that's from above is above all. Boy, I'm telling you today, uh, we've got a God that's able to do things that nobody else can do. And if you want to be uh, in that uh, number that the Lord's uh, taken care of, uh, well, isn't he taking care of everybody, preacher? Well, naturally speaking, he gave all of us life. That scripture I read earlier in Psalms, uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and all that dwell therein. We're all gods by right of creation. Uh, but one time when I was 12 years old, uh, I became God spiritually. I became acquainted with him. I'm telling you, there's a lot of difference in knowing Jesus and uh, knowing about Jesus. Uh, for instance, uh, this just come to my heart. That uh, makes a good point here. Uh, you, Everybody probably remembers how that woman had had the issue of blood, and uh, she was following in the crowd where Jesus was. And uh, she'd had uh, the issue of blood a long time, seemed like maybe 38 years. She spent all of her living on doctors, and she wasn't any better. Uh, she'd, uh, she's exhausted her resources. Uh, she'd come to the end of her money and her strength, and uh, she purposed in her heart by faith. If I can just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be made whole. I kind of picture uh, getting down real low like he was kneeling to pray uh, to touch his garment. Oh, boy, I, I'm telling you what, uh, there was a lot of people around there bumping into Jesus. Jesus stopped and he said, who touched me? One of the disciples said, Lord, how can you ask who touched you? Uh, you're thronged by all this people. Uh, here's the point I want to make. Uh, there was a lot of people on the road that day bumping into Jesus. Uh, but there was just one that touched him. Boy, I'm telling you what, uh, it takes more than just uh, bumping into Jesus. Uh, it takes uh, touching him by faith. Uh, there, where I read to you uh, earlier in the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew, uh, ties in with this. And maybe I'll come back to that scripture. I've got another one, but uh, my mind, uh, God brought my heart back to this, uh, where the Lord was talking there, and where Jesus said, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither uh, knoweth any man the Father save the Son, 
Jesus made an invitation down there. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Well, now, it's a, a real simple thought, but it makes a great point. And when he said, come unto me, uh, I can just picture uh, when he was talking there, I can picture a multitude out there on the hillside listening to him. They, they'd already come to him physically. You know, a lot of times uh, when uh, circumstances is different and uh, when uh, there's no coronavirus around, uh, a lot of times we'll have a church house uh, pretty full of people. Uh, and it's, uh, but it's more uh, important, it's good to come to church. Don't misunderstand me. Boy, I appreciate people coming to church. Uh, but it's important after you get to church, uh, or when God speaks to your heart, it's important to come to him with your heart. Uh, it's different uh, than just coming to him physically. Uh, when the Lord, uh, where he's talking about here, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, uh, to labor, and I, I looked that up uh, recently in the Greek, and uh, to labor, and of course, it means uh, to be under a heavy load. And when it's talking about being heavy laden, it means having a load that you can't bear, one that's getting you down. Well, I remember when I had a load uh, of heaviness in my soul one time. Uh, it was hard to bear. It was getting me down. Uh, but praise God, on that one Saturday night, I got acquainted with grace. Well, I got acquainted with grace, and I've been saved ever since. But as I've gone through life, and my soul's been safe, and it's been saved, and it's been sheltered in the hands of Jesus. But, you know, as we go through life, sometimes uh, there's troubles and problems on the journey as we go down the road of life. And sometimes uh, we get uh, down in a pretty dark valley. We get kind of loaded down. Uh, naturally speaking, our minds and our emotions and our thoughts, uh, we get Load it down. I'm telling you what, the same God that saved me, he's able uh, to rescue me and to deliver me. He's in charge. He can deliver me from my troubles. If you're downhearted and, and you're blue and, and things uh, seem hard to deal with, and I know there's some people out there listening this morning uh, that's in this situation. I can feel it going out there. You feel like uh, that's the end of your strength. Uh, folks, just lean on Jesus. Uh, he'll take care of things. Now, I want to uh, look at another scripture now, over here in the, uh, the book of John. Uh, and, uh, I want you to get this. Uh, uh, and this is, uh, this. I'll read this scripture. I said, Trey mentioned this the other day. Uh, he that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. Now, he that cometh from heaven is above all. I'm telling you what, uh, the Lord is above everything. He's taking care of things. Now, I want to go into the, now, 21st chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, I want to get verse 32, and then I want to go up prior to that. And I want to read some things. And listen to this. Jesus said, For John uh, came unto you uh, in the way of righteousness. He's talking about John the Baptist. He said, For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. He said, But the publicans and the, the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterwards that ye might believe him. Now, how incredible is that? Jesus is saying now to these folks, and a lot of these folks were religious folks. He said, well, he said, John came to you in the way of righteousness. And one place he said of John, no greater man born of woman than John the Baptist. Uh, but uh, yet, when John came out of the wilderness preaching, and he was preaching, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, he was saying to them, you need to repent uh, because Jesus, the Christ, the Savior of the world, he's at hand. You can have him, but you need to repent. <clears throat> but Jesus said, he came to you in the way of righteousness. He said, and you believed him not. He said, but the publicans and the harlots, uh, uh, the sinner folks, he said, they believed him. 
Well, praise God, I'm glad. Uh, You can be religious or not religious. You still need Jesus, and you still can have him. And Jesus is in charge when that spirit reaches out to your heart that you just need to come by faith. But how incredible. He said to these folks, you repented not. Uh, He said, but you saw the publicans and the harlots believing. He said, and when you'd seen it, you repented not afterwards that you might believe him. So now listen, uh, let me say to you that are out there listening today, if you're not saved, and, and God's done some things, and probably people around you, and maybe people in your own family, people where you've gone to church at, some of you, uh, probably you've seen their life change. You say, I've seen that. Well, why not uh, then believe it and repent and get Jesus for yourself? There's evidence Jesus is in charge. Well, I'm telling you, uh, we just need to let him uh, have his way. Now, uh, I want to get uh, some things up here before this, and this makes some real points. Uh, Jesus in charge, but I want to go up here, and he was telling the folks here, uh, let me start in verse 28. He said, but what think you? A certain man, <coughs> excuse me, a certain man had two sons, and he came to the one, uh, to the first, and he said, son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I'll go, sir. And he went not. Whether of these twain uh, did the will of the father. Now, let me uh, make sure you're on track with me. Man had two sons. He asked them both to go work in the vineyard. First son said, I'm not going. But he repented and he went on and he worked in the vineyard. But the second son, we asked him to go. He said, yep, I'll go. Putting it in my words. Yep, I'll go. Then he didn't go. Which one did the will of the Father? Well, that one that had first said, I'm not going, but he repented, and then he did the will of the Father. And so uh, Jesus goes on down through here. Uh, he said, whither the twain did the will of the Father? And they said unto him, the first, and Jesus said to them, verily, and that means truly, I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. What's he saying here? I'm going to have to get a little sip of this water. You just pray real hard. Help my throat a little bit. He's saying to these folks, Regardless of how good you've been, regardless of how religious you've been, it takes repenting and believing. And so down here, and Jesus is still in charge. He can help you. And back over here, where I read to you, he said, come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's in charge. He can take care of you. But even as we go through life, there's a dual application to this scripture here about these two men. One of them said, I'm going to go, and he didn't. The other said, I'm not going, but he did. That applies to salvation. Uh, You can talk like you're going to do something if you don't do it. It's worthless. If you don't trust the Lord, it's worthless. You can say, I'm going to go get saved. You can even go to church. If you don't get saved, uh, when it comes time to die, you'll still die and go to hell. But no matter how bad you've been or where you've been at or what you've done, and you might have said, I'm not doing that. But then when God's Holy Spirit reaches you and speaks to your heart, and you say, yeah, help me, Lord, I'm sorry. Listen, repentance means two things. It means being sorry for sin and turning from sin. That's what repentance is, being sorry for sin and turning from it. If you're here today uh, listening, uh, wherever you're at across the country, listening, listen. If God speaks to your heart and Jesus, Holy Spirit's dealing with you and calling to you, uh, whatever you've done, the devil will tell you you've been too bad to get saved. He'll say, you went too far, you can't do it. But the fact that you're feeling that need and God's stirring your heart and Jesus is speaking to you through the gospel, that lets you know you can still get in. God's still calling. 
The master is still asking you to come, be part of his family. Okay, now let's take the other application. After you're saved, I hate to say it, but I have to tell the truth. After I've been saved, there's been times God wanted me to do things. And you know, when I was lost and I was trying to get saved, you know one of the things I promised God? I suppose everybody did this in some form. One of the things I promised God when I was lost, Lord, God, please save me. Lord, if you'll save me, I'll serve you. I'll do anything you want me to. Boy, I tell you what, God already knew I wasn't going to keep that promise. He didn't save me because I promised that. He saved me because I believed in his son and repented. But nonetheless, I promised him. But I'll tell you, I've let him down a lot. But as I've gone through life, there have been times that he wanted me to go, and I'd already told him I would, and times I didn't. I didn't do what he said. Boy, I'm, I'm sad when I look back at those times and opportunities I missed to serve him. If you're saved by God's grace, God's wanting you to do something for him. We all got a job to do. When I was a young person, I said, what's my job? What's my job? That's where I realized God called me to preach. But one, one of the old preachers was preaching. And boy, this was simple, but it clarified it to me. One of the old preachers was preaching. He said, you want to know what your job is? And I thought, boy, he's, he's going to tell me. And he did. He said, your job is to follow the Holy Spirit. Follow the Lord. I thought, well, that's simple. I don't have to put it in a category. All I've got to do is follow Jesus. I've just got to follow the Holy Spirit. He's in charge. Well, you talk about having somebody in charge who knows what they're doing. Uh, I've worked a few places and maybe had bosses or supervisors. And some, of the, uh, some of the advice they'd give you and some things they'd want from you was ridiculous. <laughs> it seemed like it to be. And, I, boy, it's, it alarmed me. Some things made it dangerous. I'm glad my Lord, he's in charge and he knows what he's doing and uh, he's been through this before and he sees the road ahead. We need to follow the Lord. So, so let me kind of sum up. I won't be too long. Listen, as you stand before God and God has a will in your life and he has a plan for your life and he has a direction for your life and Jesus is in charge, but it's, it's up to you if you'll follow him and you'll go the path that he's uh, laid out before you. God doesn't make you get saved. Even though he's all-powerful, he doesn't make you get saved. But he says, again, that scripture in the 11th chapter of Matthew, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn me, uh, for I'm meek and low in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Boy, I praise God we've got a God like that. But listen, if you're lost, you can get saved. And if you're saved, let me tell you a sad story. And this story's been repeated a number of times. I'll tell it, I just thought of a lady. There was a lady that once in a while she'd come to church back years ago. Of course, I'm not going to name her. Wouldn't. But she'd come to church once in a while and never seemed to have time for church. And I'd talk to her in different ones and we'd pray for her. She thought, well, maybe someday. I didn't know if she was even saved or not. She said she was. And I couldn't say she wasn't. And she got in the hospital. Didn't seem like she was real sick. She wasn't in intensive care. Uh, didn't seem like anything real alarming. But one evening, I got on the heart to go back to the hospital and seen her. I'd seen her earlier in the day. It's probably about 8 o'clock. I said, I'll just go with you. I know she remembers. We went, went into the room. She said, I've been praying that God will let you come back. She said, I want to tell you something. She said, I got saved when I was a little girl and I've wasted my life. So I could have probably led my husband to the Lord if I'd lived for him, but my husband don't even believe I'm saved. So I've lived uh, in a bad way. She said, but I'm getting ready to die. 
and God showed me I'm getting ready to die. Only thing left I can do for him is to tell you I really am saved. And you'll probably preach my funeral. When you preach my funeral, tell them that I'm saved, that I'm sorry, that I haven't served God. And so I did, I did tell them that in her funeral. After her funeral, her husband came up to me and he hugged me and he was crying. He said, Preacher, I appreciate that message you preached. He said, I never believed at all that my wife was saved. I didn't believe she had a chance of going to heaven. But he said, when God let you tell that story, and you told it so powerful, and God let you tell it, he said, now I believe my wife went to heaven. How sad is that, that she lived in such a way she wasted her life, but it was good she told what she had at the end. Uh, I'm telling you what, the past is behind us. We can't go back and fix it. But whatever time we've got left, we need to do what the Lord wants us to do. He's the one that's in charge. Let's follow him. And so summing up, if you're not saved, get saved. And if you are saved, live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Would you fellas have another song you can sing? Got anything on your heart? Or one of you ladies? Any of you has got a song, so I can be glad for you to do it if you feel like it. All right. I believe they're going to sing one. Well, I appreciate it. And, and let me tell you what, while they come to sing, if you're out there listening and God through his powerful Holy Spirit, if he's come by and touched your heart, touched your life, know that Jesus is the deliverer and know that all things are delivered to him. He's got control and power over it all. And know that when you trust him, you are the one of those that's delivered. And you know what he said? I want to tell you this before they sing. He was talking to the Father one time, and I'll put this in my words. He said, Father, while I've been here, he said, all those that you've given me, I've lost none. If you get saved, you're not getting lost because Jesus is in charge and he's taking care of you. So if you're out there and you need to pray either to get saved or to repent where you can do something for God while you got time. Pray while they sing. While they sing, please pray. Talk to Jesus.
it come on my mind three weeks from today and uh, uh, you know some things will need to change uh, in order that to happen but uh, we need to pray and we'll get a little closer we'll talk more about that and, uh, I've got some things in mind to make that uh, safer for people and so but anyway pray for those that's gotten saved and wants to get baptized boy that's a blessing and I'm looking forward to that baptizing and, uh, but really pray for that. Anything else? Okay. Uh, uh, Linda's asked me to make a change in the funeral dinner. My sister Carol Hunter uh, uh, called her today, and uh, they had kind of planned on having that funeral dinner at uh, Sister Carol's house. Uh, but uh, uh, they've got a good friend that uh, has a, a skating rink there, uh, Edgewood skating rink and he has uh, offered to let them have the funeral dinner uh, there at uh, Edgewood uh, skating rink and so uh, everybody just uh, remember that and <clears throat> there'll be a few more details but uh, that's about all in the hotel right now and okay so anything else not will everybody seated to stand really I'm going to ask you if you'll pray to dismiss